look at the season of life you're in and know that you will not be in that season forever. And just know you can start plotting along and think about what you want to do, but just have realistic expectations. I mean, when you're not getting sleep, it is really hard to do anything. So cut yourself a break. Think about when a good opportunity would be and just start plotting things out and thinking about, okay, when maybe there are two or three, or maybe not until they're in kindergarten, really think about when it would fit best and just accept it and enjoy that season of life that you're in because it's going to go by really fast fast. And you don't want to look back going, Oh my gosh, I was trying to jam so many things in there and I totally missed out on the kids. Welcome to the intuitive woman podcast with your host, Tina Conroy, gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom, explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hey everyone, Tina here. I hope this finds you well. I am so grateful for all of you listening every week, for the listeners and for my community. And I just want you to really know that. I'm so excited to bring you another episode this week. And before we go there, I would love to center. So if you can, go ahead and find a comfortable space or a seat and close your eyes. Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in and exhale. Taking this very short moment to let go of your day or your evening so far and to connect to yourself, connect to your spirit, connect to your intuition, and just connecting to this moment, not trying to change anything or will anything, just being here, allowing. As we call upon blessings for the show, bring any intentions that you may have. We open up the space for support, for intentions, and always for the highest good. And then slowly come back to the room. Take another breath in and exhale. I would love to draw a card for our show. And the card I've chosen is Divine Timing. This card could not be more perfect for the show. My guest on the show is Amber Sandberg. Amber Sandberg's podcast is Mom Inspired Show. Amber lives in the suburbs of Nashville, Tennessee with her husband and her two daughters. Amber loves hanging out with her family, going on vacations, anything turquoise and getting to know women, especially moms, on a deeper level. Every week on the Mom Inspired Show, Amber and her guests delve into relevant topics for women, including pursuing passions, overcoming battles, and troubleshooting issues that women face. She loves to connect with women, especially moms, and encourages them in their authenticity because they are already good enough. Allow yourself to be uplifted and inspired as you join our conversation. It was a fantastic conversation. We really delved deep about a little bit of her background before kids, her passion, and it was really interesting and so uplifting to hear her rendition of intuition. We talked about the Holy Spirit. We got a little religious. We talked about being good enough and connecting to all moms. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, Amber, how are you doing today? Good. I'm so glad to be on your show, Tina. I'm so excited. And I have to tell you, my husband's very jealous because he absolutely loves Nashville. I know you're right outside of Nashville, but 
He is telling me all the time. It's one of his areas that he travels for business. And he says, we have to go there. Yeah, you should totally come and we'll totally meet up and have dinner and stuff like that. I would love it. I would love it. (laughs) So, so excited to have you on. And we just kind of been talking about moms and the kind of balance of life and our kids. And even though both our children are in different ages, so it's, it's just always refreshing to speak to you and to get some, you know, you're talking to many women and you're talking to many moms and we just love the mom inspired show. So we want to just get the listeners to really get an idea of what Amber is all about. So my name's Amber Sandberg, and I am the host of the Mom Inspired Show podcast. And I live outside of Nashville, like we were just talking about, with my husband and two young girls. Love that. And so take us back a little bit. I always like to delve into spirituality and religion. So bring the listeners back to your upbringing, if you were brought up religious, spiritual, and where you are today with that. I grew up in Michigan between Detroit and Ann Arbor, and I grew up in a very strong Christian household. And we're Protestant, so we actually went to Presbyterian churches, Baptists, and then non-denomination. And it was very present in our family, and especially with how my parents raised us. And what I mean by that is it was all about youth group and being in the church and being involved and surrounding yourself with Christian godly people. And I see that as I am older, that you are who you hang out with. So even now as a mom and seeing that with my kids, you really want your children to be around good influences. So I could see now looking back that me being in youth group and being around those people. And what was really great is our church was really big. And that was one of the reasons my parents wanted us to go to this church so that the youth group would be really big. And also it was near my high school. So that meant like there was a lot of kids that were going to school with me and going to church. So I think that played a huge role. And so today, you know, we're raising our kids as Christians and really want them to have a relationship with the Lord. And that definitely plays a huge role in our lives. And I love what you said about that, because there's that quote out there, whoever you hang out with will be the people you become. It is true, especially in high school. And my children are past the high school, but that's a very interesting time, that middle school and high school. But for you to have that youth group where you had something to do, you had a connection, you had a community, you had your faith, which I believe is so, so big, and not wandering, because a lot of times kids get into the, I don't know what to do after school. And then there's this, and not that hanging out, I mean, but hanging out in a healthy way. And, and I love that. I was not part of a youth group, but a lot of my cousins were not only part of a youth group, they ran youth groups and they ran retreats. And so I'm very, very aware of it. And I think it's just, it's excellent. And taking that into your family now with your girls. So it's just a wonderful thing that you've taken that through into adulthood and into parenting. We even tried to, before we had kids, we were going to a church in Nashville and then I had my daughter and then I thought the nap time alone. So if people who have kids that nap, I mean, they totally understand this, that it's just like, okay, to be driving a certain distance and then back, and then you're having to worry about nap times. And if they're falling asleep in the car and you're like, oh no, I I don't want this to be the nap time. And then as they got older, especially my oldest who just went into kindergarten, I really wanted to have a church that was in our town so that we kind of have more community. And so just to give you an example, 
a girl that goes, that is in my daughter's class. She also is in her Sunday school class. So I like that there is that crossover, exactly what I was telling you before when I was growing up. And not only that, her mom is, helps out in my, she just turned three year old's class. And so, and she also has a toddler and here we are going to a birthday party Saturday. And my oldest daughter, of course, got invited because it's her oldest daughter's birthday, but she invited my youngest as well because they know her through church. So it's that kind of stuff that I feel like is really important and really great to just kind of have those bonding and have those great relationships that kind of cross over between school and church, especially if you're not sending your kids to a private Christian school. And I think that's good because they get to see other households, but they have the same faith. They have the same community. The siblings are connected. And then I'm sure the families get involved, like the birthday parties. I remember the birthday party tours. I remember those. There were so many. But they're all great because they connect. They kind of overlap between the Sunday school and the regular school, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So take us back a little bit before you had kids. So maybe just even before you had kids, before you were a mom and what your pre-mom days were like. I worked in human resources. A lot of people ask me with starting the podcast, oh, were you in radio or anything like that? And it's funny because I wasn't. So I think people are kind of like, oh, that's really interesting that you're doing a podcast. And what's funny to me is when I look back, I started working not counting babysitting and stuff like that. At 15, I was a receptionist after school. My mom would drop me off. And I feel like I've been a receptionist a good portion of my life for whatever reason. And I feel like I got really good phone skills because I was answering the phone all the time, which then I feel like leads me into speaking on podcasts and stuff like that. So it's kind of funny, but yeah, I was in human resources. It's just something that I kind of fell into. And when I was working, I think I was probably around 21. I was at a company that they offer to pay tuition. If you were going for a degree in something that could be used at their company. And so I picked business and I did an online program that you could do if you were working. And so I did that. And I actually, in four years, and I would not recommend this to anybody, especially if you just newly got married like me, I got my associates, bachelor's and graduate degree in four years. (laughs) Wow. Oh my goodness. Uh, Yeah, I was insane, uh, but I didn't have any student loans. So that was awesome. But I did pay the price in time. We went year round. So then because I picked business because it was, I was in Michigan. So it's the automotive state is a manufacturing company. It was a Japanese company. And so I thought, Hey, business is a good broad range. So I thought this would be a good degree to get that I could apply to anywhere. Then I just kind of moved into HR at that company. And then we moved to Nashville. And then I got a job in HR at a healthcare company. And then we had kids. And so when I had my first daughter, our company had actually sold out to someone else. So there were no jobs. So I couldn't even go back, but I wouldn't have gone back. I didn't love it. It wasn't my passion. It was more just, you know, I'm doing it to make money. I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I want to put my daughter in daycare to go back to the shop. I realized I'm very blessed to be able to make that decision and not everybody can do that. And I totally get people who love their job and are so passionate about it and they want to do that. And, and you know, I kind of always thought, wow, that's so awesome that they do love it. But for me, I never had the passion to go back into the the traditional nine to five corporate job, beige cubicles, I kind of joke around. That just never was calling my name. <laughs> was this after you had your daughter or was it as you were pregnant, you realized this is not something you want to continue? I think I was always looking for something anyway before I had a daughter. I 
didn't know what to do. And I was always interested in the creative fields like fashion and styling and being a buyer, but we just really weren't in the right state for that. My husband works at the headquarters in Nissan and they had moved from California to Nashville and we moved from Michigan to Nashville. So I kind of just stayed with a safe job. They were being bought out as I was pregnant. So it kind of worked out. I didn't even have to quit. So then it was a matter of if I were to go back to work, I would have to go find another job, which then I was like, well, I'm not even wanting to do something like this. So it, it worked out naturally and it totally worked out how it was supposed to be. So those blessing in disguises. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Or divine timing, as people say, you know, it all worked out. You didn't have to actually make a decision. It, it made the decision for you. So then take us to what was the idea of the podcast? Was this something you had the phone skills and you wanted to get the message out? So when did it become apparent or was there a passion or was it brewing for you that you wanted to start this? I had gone to several workshops over the past few years that were creative workshops, just trying to figure out what is it that I want to do? And like I said, I love the idea of being a stylist, but then, you know, it just kind of was like, well, how do I want to do that? Do I want to do that? I never wanted to be a blogger. I'm not a writer at heart. So that never pulled at my heartstrings. But as time went on and podcasts started to become more popular, I started listening to them more and more. And then I don't know, it, it was something last year came to my mind. And I think that if I didn't have my husband's skills, I don't know if I would have been brave enough to do it. He handles all the technical stuff. You can offload it and have someone edit it. But I think by him knowing how to do all that stuff, it's like I could do the things that I was good at and he can do what he's good at. And so I think that gave me a little bit of a confidence to be like, okay, let's give this a go and see how this works. And the main reason why I decided to do it is I feel as women, especially moms that stay at home with young kids, I think that when you're not in that life and you haven't had kids, I think there's a misconception that all these stay-at-home moms are hanging out together. You know, it's like, oh, they have so much free time. And and the reality is that kids are on totally different schedules. And sometimes things don't even work out that you don't even see other women. And so you really miss out on conversations and you miss out bonding with other women. And you can really start to feel isolated. And if you do get to hang out with other women, as we know, if you have small kids, you barely can get a full conversation in without getting interrupted. So you literally could start a story five times and not even finish it. And so I thought, you know what, how is it that I could get into people's homes, especially women, and they could hear other women sharing their stories and their journeys, and they could really encourage them and inspire them or allow them to empathize with them or to just relate to them. And I thought this would be a great way to do it. And I thought, let's have other moms come on, share their journeys, share their stories. And that way the moms can either listen to it while the kids are napping or they're working out or they're cleaning the house or they're in their car. And we know that moms are just spending so much time in cars, right? Just carpooling everywhere. And I thought this would be a great way to do it because I feel like blogs are amazing, but I feel like moms with small kids don't have that much time to sit down and read all this stuff. So that's where this all came from. And I remember thinking, so I I just launched it in November and I just remember thinking, I don't know who's going to come on the show and I don't know who's going to (laughs) listen, but I'm going to start this anyway. I love that. And you know what? It takes a lot of bravery and 
being courageous to do that. And we talk about that a lot. I work with women one-on-one and it's all about standing in your power and getting away from your story. And I know this is a theme for you too, that whole thing of, are you good enough? And we are all good enough, right? You talk about that a lot in just your theme of your show. And there's so many women that were always doubting us. We're judging ourselves. I just taught my yoga class this morning. And actually my theme was this compare and despair. We're always in this compare and despair. Are we doing the mom thing right? Is our house perfect and clean? Is this person and why can't, what she looks like she has it all together. It's women in general, but then throw on the mom and it's harder and harder. And what I love what you said is I was a mom at 25 years old and I was a very young mom and I felt very, very lonely. I can look back and all my friends at that age group, they were not having kids. I had kids very young and they did not have kids. They were just recently married or getting married. They were buying homes. They were traveling. They were having like these cool lives. And I had a baby and my whole life changed. Thank goodness my mom wasn't that far. So I would jump in the car almost every day and drive 40 minutes to see my mom. I remember, matter of fact, my first mommy friend was I went to a Weight Watchers meeting and I had my son and he's like playing with like the little toys or whatever it was on the floor. And I met my first mommy friend and her name happens to be Tina as well. I look back and I I didn't have that. And we became so close so quickly because I had no one to talk to about. I mean, I had my mom, but it was, my mom had her own life as well. And I felt very lonely. And this would have been something that I would have jumped to listen to. And I was, I was always in the car. I traveled 40 minutes to see my mom and 40 minutes back. And hopefully he would sleep on the way back and I would transfer him into the house. I mean, I remember this, but it was very, very lonely. I don't even know if podcasts were around. I don't think so. No. I mean, my son was born, oh my gosh, I'm dating, but my son was born in 1993. My daughter was born in 1997. I don't think podcasts really got in. The internet wasn't really even. Exactly. We didn't (laughs) even have cell phones. I don't even know if we had cell phones then. No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe the big, big ones, the big ones. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I, I think, do you know when podcasts became, it was 2004 or 2005 or my, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if it's sure on the date. I don't know. I do feel like it's probably been around for 10 years. But for me, I've only really understood them for the past few years. And there are so many people that still don't know what a podcast is. And I know for some of my friends, I've gotten them to jump on the podcast wagon because of my podcast. Like I literally help them go, this is where the app is on the phone and you go in here. And so that has been exciting itself. So even though it's been around, I still feel like there's a big group that really don't quite understand what podcasting is. I absolutely agree. And I know we were talking offline, my advocacy and my awareness. Matter of fact, just today, I said, give me your phone because she's like, what are you talking about? And I I see it on Facebook. I see you on Facebook. I said, it has nothing to do with Facebook. I mean, yes, I posted on Facebook, but you don't have to be on Facebook. So I took her phone. She had an iOS. I said, you see this app? It's already here. She was like, oh, you know, nothing I have to download. It was the Apple one which is most common. I mean, there are many others, so I'm not dissing any of the other apps, but this one is on the phone. And I found my show. I go, here you go. I subscribed to her. And I said, now you can search for many shows. You can search for meditation. She had to be a yoga teacher. You can search for yoga. You can search for fashion. You could search for healthy living. And she was like looking at me. She said, oh, I didn't even know 
I had this on my phone and that is my message now. And I think that'll become obviously, and it is part of your message because as you get your voice out there and you're speaking not only to moms and they're getting their message and they feel community, other moms, other women say, wow, like how do I get to that? And it's always word of mouth. So you have a mom that listened to your show. She shares it to one person. They share it to five people. Those five people share it. And not only do you get the message out, but we also get the message out of podcasting. And then we can get into the whole topic of podcasting and women podcasters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's awesome. This whole phrase, you are good enough. How do you think that plays out in a lot of the interviews that in the women that you have on your show? I really truly believe that we all have our own strengths. And sometimes it's so easy to overlook what we are good at and just blow it off. So I wanted to have moms come on them. It might not be so obvious to what their strength is, but they they could be inspiring to others, especially for those women that don't have the same strengths. And so what's been really neat is to see these women come on. And I literally have had people try to back back off, but they're trying to (laughs) be like, Oh, you don't need to have me on. Like I saw who else you have. And okay. I don't have those credentials or anything like that. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Okay. But she has that. I said, but why I'm having you on the show is to talk about this. And so I've even had people try to say, okay, you don't need to have me on. My feelings won't get hurt. So right there, it's showing you that people feel like they're not good enough because they're seeing somebody else with different credentials. And they're just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? And what's funny is they come on the show, maybe we're talking about infertility or miscarriages and all this stuff and how they handled it and how they walked through that journey and how their relationship with God got so much stronger through that really hard time. A lot of people relate to that because you are really being vulnerable. And so that is a gift because not everyone can be vulnerable. Not everybody can get up and talk about the hardest part of their life. And women want to hear that. Women don't want to just keep hearing or seeing how everything is perfect and you do everything amazing and somehow you can balance it all and you never have issues. No, women want to hear real life. And that can be that there are strengths. They have something that they're really good at. That's fine. Because I don't want to say that we should always just be talking about the bad or the negative or bashing ourselves. That's not what I'm saying. But to be really transparent and honest, where the good enough part just comes in, it's just recognizing what you're really good at. And you may not be good at the five other things that you see other women doing. There's people that I see, I can tell they have so much energy and I'm like, oh my gosh, she has a new baby and she has other kids and she's doing all these things. And I'm thinking, just looking at her feed, I'm exhausted, you know? And so, but that I think is her strength where that's not my strength. Or she could look at me and say, she has a podcast, right? And like, I never could have a podcast. So I think it's good to just recognize what you're really good at and focus on that instead of trying to get better at things that are your weaknesses. And also just to throw the whole Pinterest perfect idea out the window. As much as I love Pinterest, I think it's a great resource. And I think it's a great place to just check out really cool things. But I think to use that as a gauge of how good enough you are, I think that's really going to just be detrimental to women's self-esteem and stuff like that. So that's really where all this comes from with the good enough. And I have found that when I have women come on and they don't have businesses and they don't have anything to sell and they're just like, well, I'm coming on to share my story. It is amazing what happens. And now I can tell them this. They'll be like, I'm so nervous. You're airing it today. I'm like, it's okay. I said, but I'm going to tell you, be prepared. People are going to probably reach out to you and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing your story. Or they're going to probably tell you something that you didn't even know about them. And it happens every time. And so I feel like that's such a blessing to 
that woman who came on as a guest who felt like she had nothing to offer. And it's saying, you're good enough. Listen, you now have this platform that you've been on being on the podcast and that you wouldn't have been able to reach if you didn't come on, if you would have let the insecurities come into play and just stayed in your own house and didn't share your story. Now you're talking and all these people that you maybe you do know or you don't know are coming to you saying, thank you so much for sharing that. That really has helped me. I feel like it really gives moms some self-esteem back because I feel like too, when you stay at home, you kind of feel like you've lost your purpose a little bit that is outside of the family. And so I kind of wanted to give that to women, especially ones that don't have anything to sell. They're not really going to gain from it. I really wanted to give something back to them. and, And that's where that all came from. Amber, I love that. I never heard that before. And I love that the Pinterest perfect. That is, that's crazy. I, I, my God, that just like blew me away. But as you're talking, what I really like too, is that I think it's so nice that you'll have the everyday, when I say the everyday mom, it makes it seem like they're not important. And I don't mean that, but I'm sure you'll have celebrity moms and you'll have everyday moms. Let's just say everyday moms. And how great is that? Because if you were only having these high profile moms, then they may not feel relatable. I've listened to your show and it's, it's the everyday moms. You know, it's the moms that are struggling that maybe don't have the help or do have the help. We all have the issues, even the celebrity moms, right? But it's nice that you're going to be able to have a blend of that. And that also to kind of share and know that it is so true because any woman and mom that is on your show that is vulnerable and was able to really be authentic then someone else will listen to them. I always believe there's a reason for everything. And if there's one woman that listened to her story and felt connected and got strength, courage, positivity, felt good about herself, then that is worth it. So Amber, can you share with the listeners some mom moments that have been perhaps challenging for you? You know what? I really believe that it is good to know the season of life that you're in and accepting it. And what I mean by that is if you just had a baby and you expect yourself to be able to start a business, I would probably kind of rethink that a little bit and go, you know what? Maybe this isn't the best time to do that. And you and I were talking about this before the recording and you were saying how it's a little bit challenging trying to do this with young kids and all that kind of stuff. And I have people who are trying to do things with infants. And, you know, I have to say to them, Hey, I started my podcast when my daughter was two and a half. Now, granted, somebody else may look at that and go, wow, that's still really young. And it is, but she goes to preschool sometimes. So that really is when I do it. And so what I'm trying to encourage people is look at the season of life you're in and know that you will not be in that season forever. And just know, Hey, you can start plotting along and think about what you want to do, but just have realistic expectations. I mean, when you're not getting sleep, it is really hard to do anything. So I just say, cut yourself a break. Think about when a good opportunity would be and just start plotting things out and thinking about, okay, when maybe they're two or three, or maybe not until they're in kindergarten. That is when I would say, really think about when it would fit best and just accept it and enjoy that season of life that you're in because it's going to go by really fast. And you don't want to look back going, oh my gosh, I was trying to jam so many things in there and I totally missed out on the kids. I love the idea of know the season you're in. That is such great advice. And it's kind of a warming feeling to know that and to accept that. So I really appreciate that. I think all moms out there that are listening, that is something to really take in. Thank you so much for sharing that because it's a big, great message. So before we close out, I ask all the guests, 
What does intuition mean to you? I think because I am a believer and I'm Christian that when I have intuition, I truly feel like it's the Holy Spirit leading me. And that may sound woo-woo to some people that don't believe in that. But for me, that's what I feel. And what I mean by that is, for example, if I know someone is having a rough time, say it's another mom that has small kids and I know she's sick and she doesn't have family in town, which I don't either. And a lot of people around here, they don't have family. If I feel this tug to drop by or bring them food or whatever, I really take that as the Holy Spirit guiding me and giving me empathy and kindness to go love on that person somehow. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't think that otherwise, but there's certain times that you'll be incredibly busy. And then you just found out from your friend that she's sick or something. And you're like, oh, I need to go get some food or whatever, even though your schedule is super nuts. And to me, it's like the Holy Spirit is saying, be selfless, go help her. I'll go back a little bit. That's what I felt about the show. I was kind of nervous. I'm a pretty private person. And if people do listen to the show, they may not think that because I'm doing the podcast, but I just kept feeling this tug of like, you need to do it. And then I kept saying, oh, who's going to listen? Who's going to come on? And then I just kept getting this nudge. You need to do it. You need to do it. Don't worry about it. And I really feel like it was the Holy Spirit leading me to do this and to get the word out there. And the show may never grow super popular. I'm impressed with where it is and it's international now. But what I'm trying to say is there's people with huge, huge numbers and huge followings. And it may never get to that, but I still feel like I was supposed to do it. The other thing too, is I also feel like the Holy Spirit, when you have that feeling of, oh, don't do something or there's a reason that you're kind of like hesitant. I feel like it's the Holy Spirit protecting me. And, and some people would say it's the intuition. I remember a long time ago, Oprah, she was doing a show on safety or something. And this woman, she had this intuition. She used the word intuition and about going into her house. She was like, uh, something didn't feel right. And I don't, I can't remember the outcome, but I think somebody had broke into her house. And Oprah, I remember Oprah saying, you have to always go with that. Even if it seems weird, if you're like, well, oh, no, oh, I'm just being paranoid. No, go with that. Especially when it's something around safety and you don't feel good about it. I think it's better to always go, let's not do this. So for me, it's the Holy Spirit. I feel like he leads me and protects me. I love that. And I'm obviously very aware with the Holy Spirit in my religion in Catholicism. And I really love hearing all these answers because as much as everyone gives their own rendition, it's all a little different. So thank you so much for sharing. Please share with the listeners where they can find you, any resources and, and how to connect with you. I'll start off first with my podcast. It's mominspiredshow.com. You can go there to my website to check out the podcast episodes. Again, like we talked about, if you have an iPhone, you can just find it on iTunes or Stitcher. If you want to follow me on Instagram, that's where I post a lot of my podcast stuff. It's actually under my name, Amber Sandberg, and that's S-A-N-D-B-E-R-G. And I also have a Facebook group for The Mom Inspired Show, and you can go to mominspiredshow.com and you can see that there's a tab that says group, and then you can click onto that. And I'm also on Pinterest under Amber Sandberg. I don't do Pinterest and Twitter as much. So if you're really wanting to follow me to kind of get an idea of who I am and about the show, I definitely would say go to Instagram. I also have this great resource that I just got done working on. And I get this question all the time, especially for your listeners that are moms and they're stay-at-home moms and they're on one income. I get people saying to me, like, how do you go on all these awesome vacations? And by no means are we super wealthy. I mean, we are obviously rich in consideration of the world, you know, like all of us here in the United States are. So I'm very 
I'm hesitant to say I'm wealthy, but I just don't want people to think, well, you know, I'm pulling in $3 million. So of course I'm on one income. That isn't the case. So I decided with my husband to go ahead and make a resource for people to figure out how to plan vacations. And so a lot of people say to me, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know when I could take a vacation. And then they're like, I'm not even sure how much the vacation will cost to even think about it. So also the other thing is vacation should be so much fun. And it's a time to either get away with your hubby or make memories with your kids. But a lot of people get stressed out about them due to the cost and then they don't want to go into debt. So I made this spreadsheet that's called a vacation freedom planner. And really what it is, it's a vacation budget planner. And what it does is it allows you to be able to put the vacations that you want to go into. It allows you to put in all your kids' ages and say your anniversary and yours and your husband's ages so that when you look down the grid, you can see, oh, my 30th birthday is coming up or my 50th birthday is coming up or our 25th anniversary or whatever it is to see like, oh my gosh. So if we want to go on an amazing trip, this is the time that we probably want to do it. So I really wanted people to be able to have the chance to go on vacations. And I feel like this resource will really help people do that. So my husband has created a Zoom video recording on how to go about it. So he makes it so easy. And that way you can just plug things in and you can go to the mominspiredshow.com and there will be a tab that says resource and you can go there and click it and you can purchase it. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me and you can find me there at my website and there's a contact page. I love that. That is an awesome idea. You guys are so innovative. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like there's so many people that really want to do things. And then I think what happens is they want to go on vacation, but then I think that it gets so overwhelming and they're like, okay, I can't figure out how to save for it or whatever. And I feel like that's one of our super strengths. And again, that's going back to the whole good enough. I feel like that is our strength. Are we good at everything? No. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, we are not good at that. But I do feel like we're really good at this. My husband's really good at setting up formulas in Excel and all that sounds really boring. And we've made that really fun for the user. So they don't have to deal with all of that. They just have to plug in their stuff where they want to go. And then they can see how much is a vacation going to cost you every month if you want to go somewhere in two years. And so it gives you a real good idea. And then it takes away that whole feeling that you're going to be in debt when you get back. Because we all know that's not fun at all. Well, I'm totally going to download it because I have a 50th coming up. And uh, I know, I know. And I'm embracing it. It's not till December. (laughs) It's not till December, but we still have some time. But it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Intuitive Woman podcast. And thank you so much for listening to your intuition and connecting to the Holy Spirit to find your passion and to really listen and allow other women to do the same. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Amber. Tina, thank you so much for having me on. I had such a great time with you. Community building is one of my passions. If you are not a member of my Facebook community, I would love for you to go find me. It is the Intuitive Woman Facebook group, and I am searchable. We have a fantastic time in there. We're always chatting every day and just sharing different topics. And then on Friday, I run a Facebook Live. It is live at five where I actually connect with you and you can ask me questions from Spirit and I do readings. Another opportunity I have this summer, and it's kind of funny because this is the first time I've heard of June gloom, and maybe you've heard the term before, but if you feel like your energy is a little wonky or you want to find some direction, 
connect with me. I'll be doing readings this summer and I'll be having a lot more time to do that through Skype and through the phone. So you can be anywhere in the country. Connect with me, Tina Conroy, 111 at gmail.com and go ahead and schedule a 30 minute or hour reading to kind of check in what's going on and connect with your intuition for guidance, for clarity and for support. Thank you.